especially early on, you know, when you are kind of challenging your core beliefs, there's, there's a ton of resistance, you know, but yeah. I know that every time I inhaled the good herb, I would kind of feel like just more empathy for everyone, you know, and I would get out of my own head and like just into my body more. And, you know, like, it's interesting, like without understanding that at the time, but just understanding now looking back um, in retrospect, you know, it is probably the origins of like my first somatic practices, mm -hmm. you know, of getting out of my head and thinking like intellectual horsepower was the end all be all. Hello to another episode of the Human Up podcast. This is Victor Ung, and I am super excited to bring on my guest, Sable Shen. He has been such a crucial part in my own journey, my own path, and my own development, and just been an awesome dude in my life. Um, he is the CEO of three cannabis hardware companies, Vapex Hill, Burner Lab, and Hanu Labs, and which blows my mind. I mean, he also has a family. He's also starting up a side coaching business. He also practices Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He plays video games. He smokes all the day, and I just I don't know how he does it all. <laughs> He's just machine but um he's been such a crucial part in my life and as a role model as a mentor as a friend and i actually brought him on to this podcast more than a year ago back in july 2019 in episode 22 so you could listen back to that episode if you're curious to see the the change throughout the year I haven't even listened back to that episode in a while either, but it's been an amazing journey with him since then. And another thing I wanted to also express is that, you know, Sable has actually been one of those people that has helped me break out a lot of this idea of the model minority or the, um, you know, or even what it means to be a man, to be an Asian American, to be a CEO and a leader and what that's supposed to look like. I used to be so intimidated by other, you know, seemingly high status people. I would put people on such a pedestal that it just created such a barrier for me to, um, to either reach out or to also show up authentically around them or to be confident around them i would shrink i would i would distance myself or just feel like i don't deserve to be there or you know all these things right like it just disconnected me from the fact that we're all just humans you know like all these other cool people that you see is just another human being and he's inspired me to go onto this whole journey that I'm on right now, uh, e even deeper. So I'm excited to have him on to talk about this intersection between cannabis and mindfulness and emotional intelligence. This was initially recorded as a live stream that we did a, a month ago or so. And I figured that it'd be great for this podcast as well. But before we get into the episode, though, I wanted to share some updates on my end and how you could also support me and this podcast. 
the best way is to share this podcast with people that are interested in cannabis, in mindfulness and emotional intelligence, or want to break out of the model minority myth as an Asian American or as any human who've you know who feels stuck or or constrained by the walls that others might have put on them what i found is that there are a lot of similarities in a you know should culture you know where everybody tells you what you should do or have to do or what not and and it's really obvious in asian culture but also prevalent in many others as well so someone who wants to break out of the model minority myth as well as that of the idea or limited view of what it means to be a man if there is someone experiencing toxic masculinity or even toxic femininity this would be a great podcast to share with them as well i have a few episodes around these topics in in one way or another but for the most part it's for those who want to better understand themselves their emotions how to regulate them and how to communicate them with other people so they can develop deeper relationships they can develop more confidence in their decision making and solve bigger problems in their lives more creatively the other way to support this podcast would be to donate this has been a lot of fun to put on this this show once a week it's pretty cool to say I have 67 episodes now, which is amazing, but it does take a lot of work and there are a lot of different expenses behind the scenes to to put this on. Um not just financially, but even emotionally as well. But your monetary support here would be so helpful in allowing me to continue putting on this show. So if you're listening on the Captivate player, There's actually a donate button at the bottom that you can use to take you right to my PayPal and donate that way. You can also find the link in the show notes or just go to bitly/humanoppodcastdonation. And I even threw in an extra bonus for you if you do donate, you'll get redirected to a Dropbox folder with all of my cannabis meditation recordings that I have so far. So for those who don't know, I guide cannabis meditations every other Wednesday on Zoom for those who want to create a more intentional practice around their cannabis use uh and especially for their emotional well-being. And so I've converted a few of those live sessions into recordings for you to use on your own time when you want to meditate while elevated. and you can get access to all of those recordings if you donate to this podcast. And lastly, as I was mentioning, if you want to attend one of those live cannabis meditation sessions, you can also register for free at bitly/cannaconnections. So bit.ly/cannaconnections. The link is also in the show notes below. All right, there's even more i can also share i just have way too many things going on but uh your support in any of this would be so helpful with that i will get you right into our conversation with sabo shen okay yeah so thank you for coming on sabo i am 
super excited to talk about just cannabis with you. I actually found you through the Happy Asian Males podcast, uh, like almost more than a year ago now. And it's been such a amazing journey in just everything. And, and you've honestly like helped me so much in, in my, in my life and this transition and, and whatnot, but also being able to be this model of, um, what it means to be a cannabis user and, and kind of breaking that stigma of like it being super, like just for lazy people, people who just want to like, you know, escape, or maybe there's like this, this like, um, intelligence aspect to it. But the fact that like you are running three companies and have run, like have run six other startups before all while still with using your cannabis, like it's been pretty cool to, to see. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, you know, utilizing cannabis while being productive, it's very similar to, I think what you're teaching in your courses, which is having a lot more intentional cannabis use. You know, I use it for a bunch of different things. I use it to help me with work. I I use it to help me relax after work. I use it to help me get into flow when I'm doing jujitsu or when we're in flow masters. And yeah, even with my kids, you know, like if they're playing like Candyland or shoots and ladders or, you know, some, board game that kids like to play that you know is a little bit juvenile for adults to get into i'll consume a little cannabis and get into flow with them and really you know experience the the games with them in the same type of headspace that they're in and really tap into like that higher level of enjoyment but yeah you know a lot of this is just you know i think a lot of people look at um people that are heavy cannabis users and you know, they probably think they wake and bake. And, you know, there are many cannabis users that do wake and bake and get a lot of things done. But I do think having intentional cannabis use and really thinking to yourself, like, what am I trying to get out of this experience? It really does help you um, attain whatever goal it is, whether it's relaxation or productivity. Man, and I, and I love that too, because there's so many ways to, to go into this, but I think it really does require that extra layer of mindfulness of emotional intelligence of intention of of responsibility and discipline to be able to use cannabis as a tool right like it like any other tool it can both be used for uh to help and to harm and if we aren't of course mindful of how we use it 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 can bring us into that you know that stereotype that we do see of people just like eating a bunch of chips on their couch and, and like really absent minded or, or whatnot. And so the, a lot of what I talk about in my workshops and in my coaching is that less is more, you know? And so really being able to combine, um, yeah, again, that mindfulness and almost like minimalism, a lot of ideas and ideals, uh, with our cannabis use, but, um, but in that sense, so like how I guess I'm curious now, like with you, like how did you come into cannabis? How did you what was your like one of your first experiences with it? And um, yeah, just kind of tell us like any. any yeah, you know, now. like um, like many young uh, exploring teenagers, you know, I I first tried cannabis, I think in fifth grade, you know, my friend's older brother grew cannabis and 
Um, we found some of it and we rolled it in like binder paper. We didn't know we needed like cigarette, you know, rolling papers. And as you can imagine, when you're smoking regular paper, you just start coughing a lot. So even though I tried it at an early age, you know, there was definitely no head change. In middle school, I had tried it probably 15 to 20 times. And again, you know, it was very much in that social situation where a bunch of my friends, you know, found a joint from their older brother stash and we gathered around the back of the school and just tried smoking it. And I don't think any of us like got any of the benefits really. We were just, you know, just young kids just having fun. But ultimately when I got to college, um, my college roommate had a bong and I had seen bongs, but I had only smoked from a joint. And when he had me smoke from the bong, you know, that was the first time I actually brought the medicine deep into my lungs and really mm. absorbed it. And I just remembered like, um, like I could be a pretty intense guy when I'm sober or not on the, not under the influence of cannabis. And I used to always try to overpower people with what I believe to be like just very strong intellectual arguments. And when I remember smoking cannabis the first time, it was like I was expressing my opinion, but I could kind of see myself from the third person going, hmm. what a cocky little dude, <laughs> you know, like, this yeah. guy thinks he knows everything. Yeah. He's mispronouncing some of these scientific terms, but no one knows these terms anyway. So he's getting away with it. But yeah, you know, it really um, made me self-reflect for the first time in my life, you know, and really get me out of my own headspace of like, I'm always right. My perspective is always correct. And yeah, you know, I just had this instant love affair with cannabis. So hmm. um, ever since I started utilizing cannabis, I was looking for safer ways to consume mm -hmm. cannabis. And that is eventually why I started creating vaporizers. That's actually a great point to get into in terms of now that you've like understood and started using your own cannabis, you like passionate enough to even start like created your own companies. Um, so actually shout out to burner lab with the alpha pen here, uh, which is one of your vaporizers that you just built super sleek, uh, awesome technology behind it as well. You can even change like the different like uh, modes from low to high. But um, no, and it's super cool that like you, you've, you realize that there was uh, there weren't as many safer and like effective uses in terms of like paraphernalia that like helps us really um, get the most out of this medicine. And was that a big part of starting that company, too? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I, I, once I started understanding the science of vaporization and how to take the solid cannabinoid crystals to a boiling point where they turn into a gas, you know, I realized that there are many different cannabinoids with different boiling points. There's also different terpenes that um, volatize at different temperatures. So being able to sublimate the entire flower or concentrate as quickly as possible so you get the full cannabinoid and terpene profile it's a lot more complex than it sounds it's not just applying heat and the way i explain it to people is like vaporizers are much like toilet paper you know like there's one ply toilet paper at public restrooms that just suck and then there's everything up until like charmin with aloe that's like just so smooth and comfortable when you're going to the I restroom. like that yeah. <laughs> yeah and vaporizers are similar you know and I realized there was two main types of vaporization uh, technology conduction and convection and conduction is when there's surface-to-surface -surface contact and that was what all the old vaporizers do and if you think about surface-to-surface -surface contact that's more like grilling and frying your your flour or concentrate and then convection is using hot air which is more like putting it 
into, well, like a convection oven. And it's a much more gentle, thorough, and efficient extraction methodology. And that's essentially what our vaporizers utilize so that our users could maximize the benefit that they get from cannabis while minimizing any physical toll that um, they may take from inhaling aerosols that, mm-hmm. you know, are harmful to the lungs. Man, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, when using your pipe uh, too often, you know, you're, you're definitely inhaling a lot of butane from that, yeah. uh, from that lighter uh, or, or like a bong or whatnot. I actually like to use hemp string for that reason. Um, but that goes into a lot of stuff. But anyway, so really being able to be mindful of like what, like how we can maximize our health out of using this, this plant, especially medicinally, right? Um, and of course, vaporization is a really cool way to do that. But I actually wanted to go back to like what you were mentioning in terms of it helping you get out of your own head and almost seeing yourself from another perspective. Um, that's, that's super cool, right? Because I think a lot of us really, I think for the most part, all want to be the best we can be as a human being, as a man, as a woman, as you know, uh, an Asian American as a father, as a, you know, all these roles that we want to be our best in. Um, but sometimes it's hard to do that by ourselves. You know, sometimes we are going to have our own blind spots that are going to be really hard to see. And if it's not within, you know, a, a relationship that you have to be able to like call you out on, on your own shit, like that's actually a really interesting idea that cannabis could be that person in a way to like help you uncover that blind spots like was that a really like weird or difficult experience for you like did you have a lot of resistance in that in terms of like introspecting and being reflective um Um, i definitely especially early on you know when you are kind of challenging your core beliefs that's there's a ton of resistance, you know, but I know that every time I inhaled the good herb, I would kind of feel like just more empathy for everyone, you know, and I would get out of my own head and like just into my body more. And, you know, like, it's interesting, like without understanding that at the time, but just understanding now, looking back um, in retrospect, you know, it is probably the origins of like my first somatic practices. You know, Mm -hmm. getting out of my head and thinking like intellectual horsepower was the end all be all because I think what cannabis showed me was, I mean, when I was younger, like plenty of like adults in my life and other friends have told me like, Sabo, you you just think you're smarter than everyone else. Like you always (laughs) want to be the smartest guy in the room. Like it borderlines on being arrogant. Like you should tone it Mm -hmm. down. So I I heard all that stuff growing up you know, and it wasn't until, you know, I consumed cannabis. And this is why I feel like there's, there's a difference. This is why like psychedelics, like when people use psychedelics, they say it's like 10 years of talk therapy. It's that, you know, people could tell me all these things and I could intellectually understand it, but cannabis made me feel it, you know, made me feel like, oh man, when I say this stuff, and then I look at this other guy in the room and he's shrinking down like I may feel better about myself, but I'm making this guy feel worse about yeah. like whatever he said. And it really started making me feel like, oh shit, like do I even like cannabis? Like for a little while, because I was like, I'm getting all sorts of like weird feelings about like stuff that I'm doing that's like hurting other people, you know? Yeah. And then ultimately I was like, well, you know what I could do is stop hurting other people. 
right? And I could still enjoy cannabis. And, you know, these are the different ways, like it's really helped me grow. And, you know, and the really cool part, Victor, is like, that's how it helped me grow as like a 20 year old or 18, 19 year old. But as I've gotten older, like in my 20s, 30s and 40s, you know, I've, I've had different relationships with cannabis. I mean, there was a uh, one and a half year period where I didn't consume any cannabis as well, because I wanted to see how my adult life was like without cannabis. And I realized, dude, cannabis all the way. I don't need to take another 18 <laughs> months off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. And what I like about it is, you know, it's evolving with me as well. Yeah. And I'm evolving with the plant. No, that's, that's exactly it. You know, I think we all, we all grow together as, as being living beings on this, on this earth, on mother nature here, but you know, um, so, so like, how have you been able to, I guess, like what kinds of meditation or mindfulness practices or this kind of more intentional use of it, you know, what, what, what do you do in order to learn to, to better, you know, be intentional with your cannabis use? Yeah. You know, so like in my twenties, um, I was never like a daily cannabis user until I graduated from college. Um, I think part of it had to do with like cash purposes, you know, like right. if I had more money, I'd probably smoke more in college. Um, but you know, my daily use started after I started working my nine to five and I think, man, you know, it was like very stressful. So initially I was like just smoking every day after work, like the second I got off of work. And then as it got more stressful, I started like smoking, like during like my lunch break, you know, and then, um, what I realized was like, I was like smoking so much and just getting like super high and having like a hella fun lunch. But then when I got back to the office, I was just like, fuck dude, like, you know, I, I need like a power nap to like sleep this off. So as you mentioned earlier, you know, less is more, right? Yeah. So once I started realizing, hey, you know, I'm getting stressed out, I need some stress relief, but do I need to get intoxicated? You yeah. know, so, you know, we came up with nomenclature, like we already know, like there's intoxication. We also know there's medication, but what do you call it when you're utilizing cannabis for productivity purposes or performance enhancing purposes? And we came up with the term activation, you know, mm. and activation to us feels like a really good term because, you know, we're, we're activating our endocannabinoid system. And, you know, you were asking, how do I do the intentional cannabis use? It's, Basically, you know, I do like a short 30 to one minute, 30 second to one minute meditation and really kind of envision like what the result of this cannabis use will be. So, mm. you know, like especially when I'm doing data entry, you know, I'm really thinking to myself, you know, I hope this cannabis helps me stay engaged. I hope this cannabis doesn't like make my eyes go crossways while I'm looking at all these cells <laughs> in the spreadsheet. And I'm hoping that this cannabis helps me finish this within the hour so that I could get onto some of my more fun, productive work. And then I take in the inhalation, I hold it, I really think about like all those things that I desire to get out of it, then mm. I exhale it. And then I just feel like, you know, this connection to the plant where it's almost I don't want to sound overly hippie about it. But you know, it's like, I made a commitment to the plant. And I'm gonna kind of follow through because the plants helping me. And yeah, you know, it could be like just a little mind hack that I do with myself. But I do feel like these plants are conscious, and that we have some sort of connection you know, to all these different plants, even yeah. in its dried form when it's not living and taking in the essence of the plant um, with that intention does help me achieve a lot of the goals. And, you know, I, I feel like in a weird way, and we talked about this a couple of days ago, I think is like, 
you know, I've utilized this method to almost create this dream life for myself where, you know, I run like my favorite thing is cannabis and staying healthy with cannabis. So I have a healthy vaporization cannabis company. You know, I love like kids, you know, and I have two beautiful children. I love munchies and I love beautiful women. So I married a wife that can cook like really well. And, you know, and I think a lot of it was just through, you know, just being intentional with not just my cannabis use, but with what I was doing with my life. Yeah. Ah, so much to go into there. But, um, you know, I think what I what I get out of it is that, you know, a, a lot of this really helps you become present and present with yourself at the core of it all. Right. To really be able to, um, you know, raise the awareness of like all the emotions that are that we are feeling, which I think actually is another thing to talk about, too, in that like that sometimes the cannabis can just bring up so much and it can be overwhelming, but that that's where combining the mindful practices of, you know, meditation or, um, yoga or what we do as flow masters. So shout out to Gavin for having that space, which is like kind of like freestyle rapping, improv and life coaching kind of all wrapped into one. But, um, so just really helping us get out of our heads uh, and back into our bodies um, is is a really important tool to help us like really, you know, activate like I really like to activate our our lives, you know, in a way that's going to be best for us. Um, is that like so it sounds like it really does help with that productivity, that focus. Have you ever found times that it didn't, I guess, or maybe like deterred you or distracted you? And what did you do about that? No, very, very salient question. And before I answer that question, you know, I just wanted to add another anecdote, which, you know, kind of like lends to the productivity side before we get into like the parts where it kind of like took me off the tracks. It was um, in 2003, you know, I bought my first home and the uh, crisis happened in, oh, sorry, 2005. And then the, the real estate crisis was already, you could kind of, I basically bought at the peak. I bought at the peak. And, you know, I started watching housing prices go down and every time I would smoke weed, I would get like super duper paranoid. Like, mm. dude, if I lose my job, I'm not going to pay my mortgage. If yeah. I can't pay my mortgage, my credit score is going to be destroyed. Um, and I almost like wanted to quit consuming cannabis. And I remember regurgitating this to one of my older coworkers who was also a pothead. And he goes, well, don't you think you should be thinking about all these things instead of right. running away from them? And then, and then that's when I started embracing like some of these lessons that cannabis teaches you, you know, it might be uncomfortable, but there's still lessons that you needed to learn. And, you know, in retrospect, it's like, true. I was very, I was good at my sales job. So I always like, whenever we had to hit quota or whatever, I would just pull a rabbit out of my ass. And, you know, that type of behavior like is what I think was making me paranoid about losing my job. And ultimately, once I started applying myself, not just like the last six weeks of the quarter, but the first six weeks of the quarter too, I was always the number one sales rep. So I think cannabis for making me so paranoid to think about not being able to pay my mortgage to really like whip me into like shape to become mm. a more productive person. Now, to answer your second question is... You know, once I started becoming the number one rep while getting high, 
I also started like going, oh shit, getting high is making me the number one rep and getting like <laughs> yeah. too high, you know? Yeah. So there was like the inverse of that story. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, through time and through honest evaluation, objective evaluation of what I was doing, I was able to find like, oh, what's the perfect amount where yeah. I'm not going overboard and it's serving me versus me serving the plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and again, like, you know, this is a lot of the work and, and passion for me to get into this space to really like find, help others find that balance with, again, this medicine, this tool um, that that so many people don't necessarily have. Like we can't necessarily sit and go talk to um, could talk to like doctors for hours at a time to really share every nuance of our story, nor do we, can we go into a dispensary and like talk to a bud tender for like, you know, and like open up about that whole thing. So, um, I absolutely love to be able to serve in this space as well to help others find their own, um, meaningful practice of cannabis. And to back to your point in, in finding that balance, I think, um, yeah. And actually someone commented here too. the, uh, it's it, like all these like reevaluations and perspectives often are uncomfortable and difficult to reach, right? Like so true, you know, once you have that raise that awareness, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is really like a lot of, I think of a graph, you know, when you want to reach a new height, when you're like going to new growth what you first have to do is dip down, right? And really uh, build up that momentum from, a, from that point. And then you can start building up, right? But we first want to skip to that step. We want to get up to that next level. And sometimes we forget about having the fact that it's probably going to dip down for a little bit. Maybe you're going to have to slow down. Maybe you're going to have to, um, you know, uh, uncover a lot of this discomfort, um, I actually just had a conversation with my mom yesterday about me going into this whole life that I'm building right now, coming from the technology industry, from a safe, stable foundation of, you know, progressing the ladder. Like I got to get a next promotion and like always be moving forward. And she was worried. She was fearful of me having to not have my income to have to like step back to like start over you know and i think a lot of us will avoid that or 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 not you know lean into that take that step and with cannabis it can really show that to ourselves and it's like shit like this is like this is so much happening um and one more example to illustrate that is with uh, one of my friends back in the day, like we, we had, we gave him edible, which actually I've learned my lesson. Don't start <laughs> with edibles. If you, uh, if you haven't tried cannabis before, um, they are very uh, hard to manage and predict, but um, he had the edible and uh, had like a really bad experience because of it, you know? And I think it was part with the edible itself, but also, with the um maybe the the just just the unfamiliarity of it all right of yeah. like it being super uncomfortable like raising a lot of things that we might have not wanted to look at ourselves uh, with or be reflective with so if we can now find that balance and of course it like requires a lot of experimentation 
that that it sounds like you were doing in terms of like you know going through that that graph actually that does raise a question for me like how did you if you when you found yourself almost dipping in that graph per se right you know how, how did you like navigate that or or yeah you know what's interesting is um i i had friends and family members kind of tell me what was going on and the interesting part is I think that if I was a part of like the emotional check-in group or different like men's circles that we've been a part of right now, I would have recognized it like a whole lot earlier, mm. you know, but it was because I was just, you know, I had like a lot of like toxic masculine, like traits yeah. to myself at the time, you know, like being the number one sales rep, like you could talk back to a CEO if you're the number one sales rep at your company. Because especially at early stage startups, you know, like there were times I'm bringing in 30, 40, 50% of the entire revenue of the company. So, you know, like when the CEO like backs down from you, like all of a sudden you get like this weird, you know, perception of yourself and how much power that you have. And yeah, you know, like a lot of that was why, you know, I, I kind of the pendulum uh, swung to the other side where it got out of control. And ultimately, you know, it was, you know, I could kind of like subtly feel like a shift within me. But since the outside world was like rewarding me the whole time, it was just like, well, why do I need to change this behavior? Right. And then yeah. it was finally some close friends, like the roommates that I lived with was like, hey, Sabo, like, you know, I appreciate that you buy all the weed here for all of us to smoke and, you know, and, and provide all the vapes and we could use all of this stuff. But, you know, you walk around here like you're the dad of like our, of our apartment and yeah, just basically really illuminating me to like some of the ugly traits. And ultimately, you know, when you hear this from enough people, you go, well, it's probably not them. It's me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's interesting, you know, it's like every time I would consume cannabis, it's like those words that they would say to me would like, just like, I couldn't get them out of my head. You know, like, even if I was like meditating to focus on other things and bring my 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 uh, engagement to like another it would have just like always go back to like those things and you know that's why i was like man you know like cannabis has this weird way of maybe you know like people talk about your calling you know it's like hey do you know what your calling is and some people are like oh, i'm not just like i'm not called that strongly to anything but you know like when i smoked cannabis it was like like it wouldn't let me escape certain thoughts mm. you know like certain thoughts of like how i was behaving around other people and ultimately you know, it's like when you can feel those things and they're congruent to what other people are telling you, it's like, man, it's mm -hmm. either make a change or lose a lot of these relationships in your life. And ultimately, I decided to make the change. And I don't want to make myself out to be like this, like totalitarian, like roommate or anything. I don't think it was like that. But compared to like, you know, easy going, weed smoking, like we could grab whatever fast food at midnight you want, you know, version of myself to, you know, the guy that all of a sudden had all this expendable cash, you know, there was definitely enough of a shift where if they didn't correct me, you know, I could maybe become, I don't think like a Dan Bilzerian type dude, but, you know, just, just start going off the wrong path where yeah. um, valuing more of these um, external uh, validations was more important than any internal validation. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is so deep and well, not, and I want to just keep diving into more of it, but uh, we wanted to keep this these these live streams short. So maybe we got to tune in to all the other 
things that we're doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I talk a lot about this on my podcast and, um, and I also host, uh, a bi-monthly workshop that is free and complimentary right now to be able to like go into all this stuff and really like practice it, like actually execute on the how of all this, right? We talk a lot about the what and the why, but, um, to really jump in and actually start implementing this for yourself and find your own version of it. Um, I do that in my cannabis workshops and you can find it at bit.ly slash can of connections. Um, yeah. So thanks for letting me, uh, you know, plug myself here, <laughs> which, but for anyone interested in, in reaching out to you, Sable, or learning more about like, what you do and, and the companies that you're running or, or just get in contact with you, how would they reach out? Yeah, all my social channels are at Sebo Shen, S-E-I-B-O-S-H-E-N. Uh, the company is Burner Lab, that's B-R-N-R-L-A-B. And the easiest way to get a hold of me is Sebo at BurnerLab.com. I respond to every email, so feel free to reach out. If you're asking for free stuff, I still respond to you. Most likely you'll end up <laughs> buying, but... I do respond to everyone. So, hey, Victor, thank you very much for having me on this podcast. You know, I talked about some stories that I haven't talked about in a really long time. And I appreciate you just asking me those questions. And you know what? I think a lot of this content we could utilize in all the different areas that we work together, yes. too. So, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we just start interviewing each other. You know, we, got we should just do stories to share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have like weekly live streams all the time. and just talk about that <laughs> stuff. That'd be fun. Um all right. Well, thank you for coming on and um, yeah, super interesting stuff. And I really appreciate you being open about your journey and all the lessons that you're learning along the way. And um, and also just being open about cannabis use as like an Asian American, too. I think from my perspective, coming from a very sheltered <laughs> kind of family and, and culture um it's it, there's a lot of stigma around this too so um appreciate the work and what you're doing to to really break that yeah and if i could plug one more thing it was kind of what you're talking about which is i have another group called canadads on facebook um it's not just for dads it's for any parent that wants to uh attain the vocabulary so that they could talk to their kids about cannabis consumption and explain to them like why before it was um, illegal and why it's legal now, yeah. not just legal, but being promoted as medicine. And there's a lot of parents out there that just don't have the vocabulary to speak to their children. So if you are one of those parents and you want to um, attain those skills and also understand how to utilize cannabis to become a more patient, empathetic, engaged parent, you know, that those are all things that are near and dear to my heart. Man, and that's what I wanted to also dive into too. When you mentioned that, but we'll have to do this another time. <laughs> hey, so we got all the time in the world. Baby. Exactly. Uh, definitely join the Canada Dads group. Um, I know there's a lot of groups out there too to be able to support cannabis use as a parent. So um, thank you for coming on. And with that, I will catch you next time. Catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode with Sable Shen on the Human Up podcast. I really appreciate you for being here and for listening. I hope this has 
created any new insights for you or awareness or um, inspiration to try something new in your life or to do things differently. So um, if you got anything out of it, please do share this episode with someone who would be interested in these topics. And you can comment on what you've learned or got out of it in my Instagram at human up podcast or in my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Kenna connections. If you are able and willing, you can donate at bit.ly slash human up podcast donation and doing so will get you access to my Dropbox folder full of cannabis meditation recordings and if you haven't already, you can join a live cannabis meditation at bit.ly slash connections. All of the links are again in the show notes below. Thank you so much for being here and for your mind and energy and ears for listening and for hanging out with me and Sabo in this episode. So that's it for today. I'll catch you next Monday. And as always, don't forget to human up.